This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston, episode 186, Telling Others About Coaching. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world, and I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire. We must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. there, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the show. As always, so grateful to have your listening ears for the next 30 to 40 minutes as we talk about telling others about coaching. This has been a highly requested episode that I do because many of my clients, as we start coaching together, they're like, oh, I don't know how to tell people about this thing that I'm doing with you. It just feels so awkward and weird. And for a lot of people, they will say, I want to coach with you, but I don't know how to talk to my spouse about it. Or unfortunately, they take the steps to start potentially working with me and then their spouse squats it in the process. And so I just have some tips today to kind of help you navigate wherever you are. You you know, you're likely at a place where you're like, yeah, I want to tell somebody about coaching, be it just my spouse to get their support and approval in essence, or just telling others about it. So buckle up, buttercup. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. All right. So The first thing that I want to talk about is you don't have to tell anyone anything. So if you are working with somebody and they are pressuring you to talk to others about what you're doing with coaching or even anything, that needs to be a hard stop for you and for you to step back and to really question that, okay? So I never pressure anybody to tell anybody, anything about what they're doing with me, or even if they're even working with me, it can be as private of an experience as you want it to be. And honestly, as my clientele has changed, especially over the past year, most of my clients now are in a position, especially at work where, you know, they don't talk to other people about coaching. You may have noticed on the podcast, I don't have as many coaching stories that I'm putting out there because the clients that I have now, they are just not really talking about coaching and that's okay. You do not need to tell anybody anything, all right? But for some people, 
just to get kind of the ball moving on coaching, they do need to talk to their spouse or partner. And so that can be a really uncomfortable step for a lot of people, myself included in this. So let me kind of walk you through how I would typically coach somebody through this to help them get the support that they're wanting. All right. So first off, Again, make sure that coaching is something that you're really wanting. You know, I don't know about you, but I follow all kinds of different people. And there are some times that somebody has either an energy or an offer with their energy that I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want to do this. I am drawn to it. I really want to make it happen. Usually, you know, price is something I consider, but you know, if I'm really drawn to something, I just don't care about the price. And my husband, he's not in a space where he's following a lot of people, where he's into things like coaching or personal development. So he doesn't get it. And I've just realized this about him and I haven't made it a problem. All right. So for a lot of People who, you know, most times I'm their first coach they've ever worked with. Sometimes it's even like the first bigger personal development thing that they've ever done. Their spouse will just not understand it when they come to them of like, you're going to spend what doing what? They're like, well, if you want your goals to happen, just set them and make them happen, which is unfortunate because that's a lot of how we're conditioning everybody around us to be like, yeah, if you just want it, go after it. And you should just be able to make it happen. And yes, there is some element to that, right? But there's also this element too of it's okay to get support. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have goals sometimes and not reach them on your own. That doesn't mean there's anything bad or wrong with you. That doesn't mean like you're lacking motivation necessarily or you're just not smart enough. You know, we need guides and we need community at times to get through things. We've gone to this place in society where it's just like, yeah, you you know, be tough and be on your own, especially how we're conditioning males of like the, you know, in essence, the harder you are, the stronger and more masculine you are. And we are doing a huge disservice to our men or those who identify as males, right, or have just a male energy we're doing a disservice to them with this because they're walking around, they're not feeling their feelings. And so they're holding on to a lot of things. The only emotion they're really allowed to express that looks masculine is anger. And so, you know, mental health is in a big crisis and a lot of men especially are turning to violence or turning to taking their own lives because they're not able to fully process emotions and feelings. And so if you're with somebody who identifies as male and maybe doesn't lean into feeling their feelings, they're especially not going to get this at all. You know, I have a lot of clients who are in the Midwest. The Midwest, I just, something about it, it's in the water or something. The culture is just like men have to just be tough and in essence unaware and um, kind of like as numb as possible really to be seen as most masculine. And so again, I have a lot of clients or potential clients who go to their partners when they want to work with me and their spouse just is not supportive at all, right? 
And it is, it is scary to know your spouse isn't going to be supportive of something that you really want and you know that you could, that can help you in big, tremendous ways. And also knowing too, like, hey, this is going to be an investment. This isn't just like a fly by night, you know, little thing that you're buying. This is a bigger purchase that you're making and going to them and holding your power and your truth in that, especially when you haven't done something like coaching to help you get to that place is really one of the hardest things I think that anybody can do. I really dread going to my husband, Jason, with things sometimes that I know he's not going to be supportive of and having to hold his discomfort and the discomfort it's going to create in our relationship, even though I really want to do this thing. All right. So just know, again, you're not alone here. This happens to a lot of people, myself included, and just kind of allow yourself to see that it's normal and don't make it bad or wrong. It's just part of the journey. And it's unfortunately just part of how we're conditioning a lot of males and just conditioning people in general of like, just be tough and do it on your own. It doesn't have to be that way. All right. So first off, what I would say to someone who is going to their spouse is do not go and ask for permission. Okay. If you're going and saying, may I do this? Or what do you think about this? You're kind of setting yourself up for some turmoil, potentially. Now, again, this is based on a spouse that you know is not going to be supportive. I have other clients who know that their spouse is likely going to be supportive. And so they can go to them and say, hey, what do you think about me doing this? Because their spouse is actually going to probably be the one that says, yeah, do it and take away any hesitations that they have. But if you have a spouse, again, who you know is not going to be supportive or you're kind of on the fence if they're going to be supportive or not, I would suggest going to them and saying, hey, I'm doing this. If you want to know my reasons, here they are. What support do you need from me so that I can get your support to do this? All right. And just know it's going to be uncomfortable. And if you're in a relationship where you typically don't approach things this way, you are typically asking for permission because that's what we're conditioned as women to do is, may I do this? What do you think about this, right? Versus being direct and firm because then we're labeled as a bitch, right? So just know it's probably going to set off a little bit of alarms and your partner potentially and just be prepared for this, that there's going to be some discomfort with this, all right? And we'll talk about more reasons why the discomfort comes up for that person as well. But Just go in and be like, okay, I'm doing this. This is what I want to do. This is how I figured out of how it's going to work. You know, what support do you need from me with that? And I just want to throw out there, if you are somebody who is currently not working outside the home, like you're a stay-at-home mom, it can feel extra hard to go and to, in essence, say you're going to use this money for something for yourself but I just want to throw out there, this is even more reason as to why you need to coach with me or whoever else you're looking to coach with. I only can back myself up. So that's why I say me all the time, because, you know, that is mindset and confidence shifts that need to happen inside of you for you to feel empowered with that money, because you're absolutely working for that money. 
in a way that maybe the check's not being directly handed to you, but you are doing things to support your spouse and that money is absolutely yours as well. As a former stay-at-home mom, I just know how hard that is. And also as a business owner who at times has not made a lot of money, it's hard too to go to my spouse and be like, hey, yeah, I know I'm not really contributing that much to our family, but hey, I'm gonna invest this money. So I get you, I hear you, and just know that's further reason why you need something like coaching to help you along and really be able to own that and claim that, all right? The other thing I wanna throw out here too is if you want something bad enough, you will find a way to get it. So say, for example, you go to your spouse and they are just adamant of like, hell no, I will not support this in any shape or form. You're going to have to find the money on your own. You know, if you want it bad enough, be it coaching or something else, you will make it happen, right? Don't get into that victim mindset per se of like, oh, what was me? He's never going to be supportive and blah, 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 blah. Like, again, flip that. What can you do to support yourself here in this? And I also just want to bring up, if you have a spouse who is that unsupportive of something that you feel like is something that's calling you in such a big way that you're like going and talking to your spouse about this uncomfortable thing and even putting out there like, I will do X, Y, Z to make this happen and they're not supportive, you know, it's likely that you know that you want coaching. If it's not a conscious reason, it's maybe unconscious because you know that this relationship is just not serving you in some ways. Because I have seen in many relationships where I've coached the woman in the relationship or, you know, one of the women in the relationship, if a spouse is that unsupportive of coaching, it's likely a sign that the relationship is on the the very tail end of it and the spouse knows that. And so they're doing whatever possible to keep that spouse small and even controlling them in a way so that they don't outgrow them. So I just wanna throw that out there. I know that may be uncomfortable to someone listening, but it's it's a hard truth to kind of accept. Because again, if you're really wanting something, most spouses that I've seen may not be like, yeah, go after it. They'll be like, yeah, do what you want, but I'm not happy about it. And then, you know, again, other spouses will be like, yeah, absolutely, go after it, babe, right? I kind of tend to have a spouse that's like, do what you want, Lindsay but I'm not happy about it. Now, I will say when I first did coaching way back in the day, my husband and I were dating and I was unsure about it. I went to him, even though we'd only been dating like a month and I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, drawn to this coaching thing. I've been introduced to it. What do you think? And he was like, man, that's great. I actually had a coach when I worked at this job and it was so helpful and eye-opening. And I was like, okay. And he really helped me lean in and decide that, okay, yeah, I'm not quote unquote crazy here. Like this is something that could really be fruitful for me. But he's somebody that's like kind of a one and done guy of like, okay, well you did the coaching. Like why do you still need coaching? Which is something I actually see a lot with my clients too. Their spouse may be supportive at first, but when they're coming back of like, oh yeah, I want to do Lindsay's Living the Dream Mastermind again, or maybe I don't want to go work with this other person or whatever. They're like, wait, wait a second. Why are you still needing this? Which again, we'll get to kind of that in a, in a bit. But 
Okay, so let's just say, again, they're like, yeah, go on, do what you want, but I'm not happy about it. Just prepare yourself for that because that may be the response that you get and just watch them to potentially undermine some things as you're going along in the process. Now, I would suggest not sharing a lot with them because you want to keep your journey your own and you wanna take other people's opinions out of it to formulate your own opinions because if you have somebody in your ear that's like, well, that's dumb or that's not working or whatever, or just questioning things in general, it's gonna make you question things more and it's really important that you're formulating, again, your own opinions about coaching or whatever it is you're going through, right? So just prepare yourself for that and just know it's their brain doing what it's supposed to do. It's confirmation bias. When you have a thought, your brain then is like, okay, let me find all the proof to confirm that thought. And so don't take it personal. I don't take it personal when a spouse is doing this to one of my clients. I'm just like, yeah, it's confirmation bias. Their brain's doing what it's supposed to do. No big deal. And I just sit there and I just keep coaching the client. I'm like, in time, the spouse is going to get it because the client's going to have such great results that they're going to be like, holy shit. Yeah, this is such a, a great investment, right? So just keep that in mind and keep in mind too, you know, if you're coaching with me, you will set boundaries with your partner or whoever it is that's kind of in your ear how coaching's not very good about their thoughts if you want to. So as time goes on, you know, if you're like, I'm just really sick of this person telling me their thoughts about coaching, that can be a boundary for you. And you can say, listen, I really understand your thoughts. However, I'm just not in the space where I want to hear them anymore kind of thing. You can set those boundaries with somebody. So just be prepared for that. And just know too, their support may be off-putting to you. But you can use your coach, be it me or whoever you're looking at, to help guide you through this to ensure you're still making a decision that's right for you. So let me kind of walk you through an example so you can understand this. If you go to your partner and you're like, hey, I'm going to sign up for this coaching thing. What support do you need for me? And they're like, go ahead, do what you want. Do what you want. But I think you can just make the goals happen on your own. You know, I don't know why you need this coach and paying her thousands of dollars to make this happen. Just do it on your own. Just realize, like stop yourself because then you may be like, yeah, why am I doing that? Or, oh my gosh, am I making a poor investment here? And it may just bring up questions for you. Again, if you are looking to coach with me, I will hold absolutely 100% neutral space for you and ask you questions to ensure that this is still an authentic choice for you. So you can make sure that you're going to move forward in an authentic way. All right. Because again, I'm not here to force you to sign up with me. I'm not here to get the sale. I'm here to help you make the authentic choice that's right for you. Because you gotta think about it from my perspective too. If I get you into coaching and you realize it's not for you, it's not authentic, I don't want clientele that's leaving mid-process. I don't want clientele that's unhappy or they're forcing themselves to do something. I want really happy clients. The sell is not the biggest priority to me. The biggest priority is that I have really happy, successful clients 
because that is what I'm wanting at the end of the day. It's way more headache for me to deal with somebody who gets in the process and then realizes it's not for them, okay? So just take that in your mind of like, you know, I thought I was a yes, but now I'm a maybe based on this feedback that I've gotten. Great, come to me and I'll coach you through that. And hopefully if you're looking to another coach, they will hold you through that. And if they don't, I would say that that is kind of a red flag to say, ooh, do I really wanna coach with this person? Because in my mind, coaches should be able to coach on anything and everything under the sun with neutrality, helping you get to the place of your truth without putting their bias in it, okay? Know too that you can choose to walk away from the coaching sign-up process at any point, Okay, now for me and my process, there is a contract and after the first 30 days of coaching, you are in contract. And so there is that aspect, but you know, I'm talking more so about before you even sign up. If you're at a place where you're like, damn, I just did not expect this response from so-and-so, or I did not expect to question things so much after I've, you know, kind of decided this thing or whatever, you can back out. Okay, I always say do whatever it is you want, just love your reasons for it. So if you decide like, oh, it's just creating way too much tension in my marriage, Lindsay, I'm just not at a place where I wanna deal with that, that is totally fine, okay? Just love your reasons for choosing what you choose. If you love your reasons of saying, I just don't wanna deal with this in my marriage right now, great. That's something to be celebrated. Again, you're making the right choice for you. Just know that, okay, because I can tell you in my own life, there have been times I have chosen my marriage and the comfort in my marriage over some coaching I've wanted to do. So again, don't think like there's one better way here. You get to always choose and you know what's right for you. And that's where, again, it's so important that whoever you're looking to coach with is holding that neutral space for you for you to get to that spot versus pressuring you into something that really at the end of the day is not truly where you're at, okay? The next thing I wanna bring up about talking to, especially your spouse or, you know, partner, whatever you call it, about coaching is know that you can compromise with them about coaching. So if they're saying, you know, hey, you know, I wanna support you in this, but it's just not the right time right now because of this and this and this thing going on, say, okay, great. I will agree to hold off on this, but when can I make this happen? And getting a hard deadline from them so that you can come back to this at a later spot and they're not consistently pushing this off, okay? No, you can also say, if I do this, you know, and I'm spending this money on me, is how it's worded many times, but it is technically on you, but what's crazy is like everybody in your immediate world it's going to benefit so much from you doing this work it's unbelievable really I always say is like you're the one that's like doing the work for the whole family because again you change so much you learn so many tools that then everybody else elevates and changes because of your changes but I also get that some people don't get that right away and so you can say okay if I'm going to spend this money on me then you can go do that ski trip you want to go do or you can go buy that you know toy thing you want to buy or whatever right And so you can look at it that way. The other thing that you can do if you're compromising is say, okay, if this is a no 
and you're not going to support me going to coaching, then this, 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 this needs to happen. And here are my boundaries with it. All right. So let's just say, for example, you are looking at a marriage coach and you are looking to coach with them and your spouse is like, nope, absolutely. I'm not doing that or I'm not supporting that. Say, great. Okay. Well, here's what needs to change in our marriage. Otherwise, this is what's going to happen. Okay. Same with if it's just coaching, like with me, for example, you can say, okay, great. If you're not going to be supportive of this, then I need this time every week to, for myself, I need this kind of support to do this. Just know that part of why I'm hiring Lindsay potentially would be to uplevel my job. So I could be potentially saying no to this amount of money on the table and just really spell it out for them of what it is that you need and what you're wanting from coaching that now needs to happen somewhere else. And they really need to understand that and to see, oh, okay, now I get what this is about. Okay. And that's something else I really coach people on when they're wanting to talk to their spouse about coaching is to show them like, Hey, here's what I've told Lindsay that I'm wanting from coaching. Cause that's a question I ask on the consult. What is it that you want to gain result wise to say this was the best investment ever. And I want them to take that to their spouse and say, here's what Lindsay has said that we can do in the next six to nine months you know, here are her results. I just feel really drawn to her or whatever it is. And, you know, I am very honest with people. Um, And I know you may not know that if you've never worked with me, your spouse certainly doesn't know that, but I am very, very honest with people about what they can gain in those six to nine months. And so I fully back that, you know, back in the day, I used to do a money back guarantee. Since I got sued, I don't do that because it's just like, not a fun legal experience, but I do stand very firmly still to this day behind what it is I say I will do for people because I've been doing this for eight years. How could I not? I know what this process can create. I am just very aware of it. Okay. So just go to them and, you know, see if that list helps of like, here's what I'm creating. And if I'm not going to do that through coaching, then where am I going to get the support? Because I need the support. And also talking to them too about conditioning in our society, because a lot of men, they're just completely unaware of this conditioning that I mentioned earlier about lack of support, lack of feelings, all of that stuff, and kind of just hitting home of like, hey, buddy, you know, just because you want to live this way doesn't mean I want to live this way. All right. All right. So again, I just want to hit home a couple things that I said earlier is you do not need to say yes to coaching if you decide you want to keep some sort of comfort in your relationship more. You also can decide at any moment going into the process. And like for me, the first 30 days of like, this is just not what I wanted. Okay. So just get clear too with whoever you're signing up with of like, okay, what are your policies here? Because you know, you are stepping into something new and coaching while it's becoming a lot more popular. It's certainly not mainstream. I know when I signed up, I thought it was so weird and wacky. And I was like, what am I doing? Spending the last few thousand dollars I have because that's what I did. I had a little bit of money that I had gotten from alimony for my divorce. And I took that money invested in coaching and I didn't have a job. 
And so I really was like, oh my God, like, is this the stupidest thing I've ever done? And it could have been, it really could have been. And I just got really lucky that it wasn't. It was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. But just, you know, get aware if you're unsure, ask about the policies and such. And if somebody that you're wanting to work with gets defensive about that or gets shady about that, that again is a red flag. Okay. So just take that in. All right, a couple more things I want to say about spouse before we move on to telling other people beyond your spouse is realize that change is often something brains don't like. It feels scary to people's brains and it depends on some people's brains are just more change adverse than others. And so if you have a spouse that's like that, just know it's their shit and it's their brain and it's okay. You know, offer some sympathy. Also hold your boundaries with that of like, I know this is really scary and hard, but I'm still going to do this. Right. And I think it's hard for any relationship, you know, when we see that they're doing something new, if it's not a conscious thought, it's certainly an unconscious thought many times of like, oh, well, how's this going to change my relationship with them? Right. You know, it's it's just the way that it is, because our brains don't like to feel feelings. They don't like when new things happen. Our brain is not wired for happiness. It's wired for survival. And so if we feel like anyone in our pack is changing in any way, then that can feel threatening to the brain. And so just realize that. Okay. The other thing I want to say is, you know, if you want to hear somebody's feedback to you about coaching, be it your spouse, be it somebody else you want to tell about coaching, hear it. Open yourself up to it. You know, there are times that I've gone to my husband, Jason, you know, as I said, the first time I did coaching, I asked for his feedback. And there have been other times since then that I will go to him for feedback because I'm not sold yet. You know, I often say like, go in as like, you're not asking for permission. That's if you're like 100% sold, like I am doing this no matter what. But there are times you may be like, I'm pretty sold, but I'm not quite sure. And so you can go to them and say like, hey, I'm looking to do this. What are your thoughts? And get their feedback on that. Okay, you always get to decide here, right? Always, always, always. And then know too that as you go through the process, I've said this, but I wanna say it again. As you go through the process, share as much or as little as you want but continue to stay firm in your decision and your boundaries as you're going through that. So say you have a spouse that's just not supportive at all or even makes fun of it or you know undermines it, whatever, you get to decide what the journey of coaching looks like for you and you get to hold your boundaries of that. And that is something that if it's concerning for you as you're going through the process that they're gonna in essence like shit on it, you and I can coach on that to set the boundaries that you want to ensure you get the experience that you want. Because here's the deal, and I know this is gonna come from a biased mouth, but coaching, especially your first time through coaching, and my coaching process especially, is a once in a lifetime, extremely life-changing experience. And I'm almost jealous of my clients when they go through it the first time because I didn't realize that going into it the first time and I felt unsure about things a lot and I didn't really enjoy the journey as much as I wanted to because again, you don't know where it, where it's gonna end up, right? You're just like, oh, I hope this thing works. But now knowing like what it created, I'm like, shit, that was incredible. That was life-changing, amazing, awesome experience. And I am fortunate that my then boyfriend, now husband, right, was supportive of it. 
But had he been shitting on it the whole time, man, that would have made it really hard. And it really would have been hard on our relationship too, because it was, again, just such a beautiful experience that, you know, it's kind of like if you had a baby and somebody's like shitting on your baby of like, oh my God, she's so ugly. And like, oh, I don't like her and da, da, da. Like, you'd be like, get out of my life, right? Like, this is a beautiful experience. This is so precious to me. And here you are being a shithead about it. See ya, right? And so, you know, sometimes it's just we need to set boundaries with people too so that they don't self-sabotage too. Because if we go back to thinking about our brains, our brains don't like change, our brains may then manifest what it is we're fearing, like our spouse leaving us by doing coaching, by being a shithead. And so we can be ahead of that and not have them self-sabotage on us. All right, that may be too much for you, but I promise it'll make more sense when we coach together. Okay, so that's all I have to say about spouses other than just realize in my experience doing this eight, almost nine years now, the spouses who dislike it the most, I'm talking about like hate me almost. Like they have beef with me, like they can't stand me. Even though we haven't even coached together yet, they're like, who the fuck is this woman? And like really defensive about it. It's nine times out of 10 because their marriage they know is near the end. And if their spouse works with me, it's the end. It's the end of the marriage. And, you know, you as the client may feel this too and still be scared of like, okay, I know if I go do this, like it, it's going to be the end of my marriage. And so just realize that. And again, you get to step on the gas pedal whenever you're ready. Okay. If you're not ready to take that step yet, that's okay right? And again, if you're looking to coach with me, this is stuff we can absolutely coach through and make these decisions from your authentic place. So you love your reasons for whatever you decide. Okay. All right. So let's talk about telling other people. So this is usually when someone's already in the coaching process and they're like, yeah, I haven't really told anybody that I'm doing this. Like, should I, or what do I even say to them? As I said earlier, you don't have to tell anybody. This can be your little secret. You don't really need, I mean, I again, you get to decide here, but if anybody's pressuring you to tell about coaching or any other work you're doing with them, just that's a hard stop, okay? Nobody should pressure you at all to tell whatever it is you wanna tell. But I do have people, they're like, I really wanna tell people, I just, I just don't know how to say it to them. So I would ask that person in your ideal world, what would you say? And just sit with that and see what comes up for you, okay? And just, that's all you really need to be asked. In your ideal world, what would you say? And then make decisions from that place, all right? A lot of people, you know, even if they answer that question, which I really hope you do, then they'll be like, yeah, but I'm just scared what so-and-so is going to think about me. And that is a moment for us to coach on because if we're living our lives really scared about what other people think about us, we're not really living, okay? And again, you always get to decide here. You can decide, I'm not going to tell this person because I just don't want to deal with it. Fine, great, right? But if there's a part of you that's like, oh, I just want to be able to speak my truth about this, great. Let's do the coaching on that so that you can speak your truth about that. Be prepared for whoever you tell that... You know, even if they're supportive in some ways, 
you know, they may even have questions about coaching. They may even be celebrating you and your growth and asking about it. Like for a lot of my clients, they'll have people in their lives like, man, I don't know what it is about you, but you're just different. And that will open up the conversation for my clients and then be like, well, I've been doing this coaching thing. And, you know, here's what my experience has been like. And the person will be like, wow, that's so fascinating. And then the person will tell them about coaching. And they're like, yeah, you should look up this Lindsay girl. And she has a podcast or whatever. And I would say like probably most times people don't bite on that. I can't tell you how many clients who tell me, I tell everybody about coaching. And I'm like, really? Like I've never had a referral from you. Um, they're like, yeah, it's it's just like so crazy sad to me that I tell all these people about just coaching or coaching with you and they don't bite on it. And I'm like, that's just the way it is. You know, it's, it's really got to be something that comes from, I believe, somebody's soul that's like, oh my gosh, I have to do this I and I have to do it with Lindsay, right? Those are the clientele that tend to do the best with me too. It's just like they can't not say no right? They can't walk away. They have to be able to do this. They just feel so drawn to it because from a soul spiritual perspective, I really view as like we made some sort of agreement before we were embodied. I know that's weird for some of you, but it's like, yeah, we were meant to go through this journey together. And you know, that again is such a blessing and a joy, right? So some people, that's just not their thing. Like we weren't meant to cross paths. Coaching wasn't meant to be their thing. And maybe it's just not right now either. And I have for a lot of clients are like, damn, I'm just, I love my friend or I love this coworker, whoever it is. But I just can't be around them anymore, Lindsay, because they're just so stuck. And if they just got a little bit of coaching, damn, it would be so easier. And I keep telling them about it and they're just not drawn to it or they're not taking action. And I'm like, again, like you can't change anybody. You can't convince anybody to change. All you can do is have control over yourself. So what boundaries do you want to set here with this person who is not changing and not at the place that you're really wanting from them? And we'll coach on that and we'll look at that. And sometimes it's even like, okay, I just need to accept from where they're at and realize they're not going to give me XYZ needs or desires that I want. I need to look elsewhere. And I'll be like, beautiful, great, let's get that going. But just know if you're going to tell people about coaching in a way because you want to convince them to do it or, you know, you want to change them, just back that train up because you're likely going to face a lot of disappointment. Because I just know when we get excited about things, things work for us. We want everybody to go do them. And it's just not the case. It's just not going to happen. And you have to realize too that coaching is not mainstream, right? It's still like, what is this whole coaching thing? I don't really understand. It's definitely becoming more mainstream for sure. Um, But it just takes time for people to kind of wrap their head around what this thing is right? And that's okay. And that's why I do things like having this podcast that they can come and listen to almost 200 episodes of me talking or come on my social media and see that we're posting all the time. And you're getting ahas from that and being like, okay, yeah, like I see the benefit of this now. I see how this would, you know, help me if that's what they decide, right? And just know too that I do believe coaching will become a normal thing. I saw a post once from the Life Coach School who's really big in our industry talking about how back in the like 50s and 60s nobody went to the gym and it was like just not a thing you did not work out 
And now, you know, pretty much everyone has a gym membership or everyone does some kind of workout and they're like, you know, in the next 50 years, this will be coaching. Like everyone will talk about that they have a coach. You know, we see that a lot with therapists, right? You know, therapy was like, oh, we only do that if we're like experiencing these big things. And especially since COVID, everyone's just like, oh, my therapist, my therapist, my therapist, my therapist. And what typically happens that I see with a lot of my clients is, you know, you'll go to therapy for a little bit. And then at some point you'll be like, okay, like this just isn't really helping me anymore. Or the therapist will even say, hey, you're at a good place. Like, I don't need you to come anymore. And the the client will be like, really? You think I'm at a good place? Because it's like, I'm not thriving yet. And the therapist will be like, yeah, but you're not, you know, struggling. So I can't really help you. And that's where coaching comes into play. Coaching comes into play to say, okay, you're doing pretty well in life. All right, let's knock it out of the park, baby. And if you're, again, at a place with therapy where you're like, eh, it's, it's good, but it's not like exceptional, yeah, that's the place where coaching comes in. So I do see how coaching will become more mainstream because, you know, the gym has evolved, therapy has evolved, and I think coaching will be the next thing. So at some point, you're going to be like cutting edge, baby. They're going to be like, damn, remember when so-and-so had a coach before anybody else did? Like, she's the one that helped us do all this stuff. And you'll be like, yeah, I did, Right. Okay, last thing I want to say in this is know if you're a client of mine and you do refer somebody to me, I have a referral program. And so right now what that is, is um, you get a free one-on-one call with me, which is a value of currently $444. So I love your referrals. I celebrate your referrals. Of course, I only take on people who I feel like is a good fit. Sometimes I'll four people along, but I welcome your referrals. I, again, it's one of my favorite things that I love working with is somebody else's friend or colleague or whatever. Because a lot of times when referrals come in, they already kind of know the process a little bit from their friend. They've seen the results in their friend. And so we can just get to work even faster than people who aren't referrals because they kind of know what they're getting themselves into. All right. I hope I covered everything that you wanted to hear today about talking to others about coaching. If you happen to have a question that I didn't answer, if you're a client of mine, we can coach on it. Um, If you're not, feel free to send me an email, lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at lindsayepreston.com. I welcome your questions. All right, my friend, that's it for today. And I will see you on an upcoming episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero and you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book this book is a study guide for life enjoy and of course share this show with your friends i believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside the more you help others succeed the more you help yourself so share share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.